welcome to Free Kitchen, a home cooking podcast. I'm Erin Walker, here with my co-hosts, Sarah Somasenderum. Hello. Hey, Sarah. And Heather Dyer. Hi. Heather, I saw that you posted a picture of some food from yesterday. You went somewhere without us. Oh, oh you know what? I didn't go. My husband picked up lunch. Ooh. I don't know if this ever happens to you guys, but this happens to my husband all the time. He's like, Ooh, I really want it. Yesterday it was spicy hut. He's like, I really want spicy hut for lunch. I think they have a combo and he's had the menu out, you know, and he was like looking and he's like, yeah. And then he calls and he's all sad. And he's like, they're not open on Tuesday. This <laughs> happens to him every time he tries to order whatever he has on in his mind. He's this frequently happens to us too, where you yes. want to get something and then the place is closed. Yeah. I, I feel the pain. I feel his pain. Just so you know, Spicy Hut's not open on Tuesday. On the YYC Foodie Facebook page, people had been raving about this Mikey's Taco Shop, which is okay. just on 4th Street in that little strip mall across from the Animal Hospital. Oh, okay, yes. Okay. Where there's all kinds of stuff. It's next to the Bow Place. It's next to Village Pizza. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's right there. And he said, okay, well, I'm just going to go there then. And he went off and I didn't even know what the menu was or anything. Um, And he came home with burritos, which were massive. I have half the burritos still in my fridge. I'm going to see if it holds up to have for lunch today. Ooh, Mine was chicken and his, I think he had like a pulled pork. Right. And then this giant contain, like one of those big takeout boxes of queso fries, which is like fries with that melty cheese all over it. Like that, that cheese sauce and jalapenos and peppers and black beans. And oh, just like, oh, it was like Mexican poutine or something. It was like, okay. Oh my God. So good. kind of like nachos, but with fries, right? Yeah. And apparently they also Mm. have nachos on the menu, the same type of nachos. So good. And that salsa is habanero. Yes. So smoky and like big chunks of tomatoes. (sighs) I honestly, I, I put it onto my burrito as I was eating it. And then I ate the rest with a spoon out of the little cup. I was just like, this is so good. That was the description I was most intrigued by when you wrote about the salsa. Smoky habanero salsa. Well, I was trying to place it, right? I was like, is this Chipotle? Because it is very smoky. So I had to look online on their menu to see that it's a habanero salsa. Mm -hmm. Super good. Totally recommend. I don't think it's their only location, but I think it's relatively new in that spot. Oh, this sounds really good. I'd like to walk over there. Yeah. I want to try this place now too. There's a ramen place that I have been to and they made a homemade uh, smoky habanero, I think as well. A chili paste that they would Mm. put on their ramen noodles. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm growing habaneros or trying to at least. Oh, are you? I didn't know that. I want to give it a go. Smoky habanero something. Oh, yum. Is it just smoky because the flavor of the habanero is smoky? Or does it actually get fire roasted? Isn't that what chipotle is? It's it's roasted um, jalapeno. Jalapeno. And it's red. So I heard that the jalapeno has to turn red and then you roast them. That's what a chipotle is. Oh. Do jalapenos turn red? I guess they do. Oh. Yeah. I feel like I just recently learned that about peppers within the last few years that the red peppers and orange peppers and yellow peppers are just a further mature green pepper. That's right. Yeah. I had not known that either. Yeah. It was this whole new level of information. And so, ah, that's interesting about jalapenos because I don't often like a jalapeno pepper. 
Mm-hmm. I find the flavor, you know, kind of like I don't like a green pepper. So I wonder if maybe I'm going to have to try growing jalapeno. Yeah, just keep a few. Yeah, leave them on the plant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But does it also change the heat of the pepper or no? I think it changes mm. the flavor profile a little bit. I think it gets sweeter. Yes. As you get away from green. Yes. Right? Well, I know what the bell pepper it does for sure. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I use green chili peppers and red chili peppers for different um, recipes. and. Oh. That's how I... Is that the same thing? A green chili and a red chili are the same pepper at different stages? Yeah, it is. Depending on, on the actual pepper, right? Erin like <laughs> literally just looked like the little mind-blown emoji. <laughs> I feel like it's the stupidest thing to become aware of. No, it's not. How do I not? I thought a green chili and a red chili were different chilies, but apparently they're just all the same thing at different stages in their life. Again, things we don't know because we get everything from a grocery store shelf. Like yeah. you don't learn this yes. until you start growing this stuff. That's right. It's understandable. I have learned today. Well, that's the whole point. Our work here is done. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know. So Erin, you're doing something from one of our favorite chefs. <laughs> yes. Really excited about it. So I am continuing to revisit the Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat cookbook by Samin Nasrat. Just as she states in the beginning of her book, read through it. Don't put it all to memory, but keep revisiting it. Yeah. I am doing just that. It's a big book mm-hmm. with a lot of information. Yeah. A lot of great information. I feel it's yeah. what a professional chef does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you mm-hmm. get a cookbook about it because you're a genius and you can relate it to all of us laymen, <laughs> just like mm-hmm. Samin has. <laughs> yes. oh, she's so good at it too. This cookbook, I, I call it the food Bible because mm-hmm. it kind of tells you everything you need to know about every type of, like you can apply it to everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I was flipping through it and just kind of reading it as a, a food nerd like me would. And I came across this wonderful picture that she has drawn in her book about the different ways to layer in salt. And so she's got pictures of all the different things that you can do to add salt to your dishes. Yeah. This picture of an anchovy brought back this food memory for me. When I was a kid, my parents used to have a tube of anchovy paste in their fridge. And I would go, because I was a weird kid, I guess, I would go into the fridge and I would get the anchovy paste out of the little compartment and I'd squeeze a little bit off on my finger. And I just loved the flavor. That is a little weird. I get it. It's not weird. I love anchovies. So it's not weird, Erin. Not at all. All right. Only for me then. I had this anchovy paste memory and I was like, man. I really want some anchovy paste. And I thought, well, I can't just, you know, go buy a tube of anchovy paste to put on my finger and taste here and there like a weirdo. You could. But, you know, I have to justify buying this anchovy paste for a better reason. Mm. So then I looked through the book and found out what can I cook or make with anchovy paste? How can I layer this salt into something? And I found a recipe for her Caesar salad. Yeah. Samin's recipe? The means recipe, Mm. Caesar salad, or an exercise in the art of layering salt. Nice. (laughs) Which uh, seems to apply perfectly to what I want to do. So I went out in search of anchovy paste, and I found some in my local grocery store in the fish section. It had a whole bunch of suggestions on where to use anchovy paste. And so I've already used it a little bit in making pizza sauce for my pizza. Nice. Yeah. I love that. I was fortunate enough to taste that pizza. It was so good. And I probably would not have placed, I was like, Aaron, what is the special sauce? Like uh, there's something here that's different and it was so tasty. And I was surprised to hear it was anchovy paste. Come and take a finger of anchovy paste. 
perhaps because I am a fan of salt. I love, yeah. I love salty stuff. So I probably, it sounds gross to me, but I probably would like it. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing that I started realizing. So it's playing with what kind of salt do you want to add into it? With what flavor profile as well, right? Yeah. Which is very it'll interesting. change yeah. the flavor. And okay. So I haven't made this yet because step two in making the Caesar salad is making your own homemade mayonnaise. So I've never made a homemade mayonnaise. I don't know. I feel like this is most of this cookbook, which I really appreciate because if you want to make something, you have to make like things before you yeah. can make the final product. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to do something, you kind of have to be prepared. You got to commit. You have to commit and get ready for this. <laughs> so the first thing I'm going to do is try and make a mayonnaise. Has anyone made a homemade mayonnaise before? I have. Oh, Sarah. I uh, used to make Gordon Ramsay's homemade mayonnaise and I did it to make Caesar salad dressing. And this was a while ago, but then, you know, me and my relationship with eggs now, it's not very good. So I don't make it anymore. Okay. I love Caesar salad dressing. I love it. Yes. Sometimes it doesn't love me, but I love, I love that dressing. So can't remember the last time I had a Caesar salad, but mm -hmm. I love Caesar salad. And especially with summer, hopefully coming up, yeah. my favorite is making a grilled chicken Caesar salad, mm. barbecue some chicken, and then it's like a whole meal. So I'm hoping that this will expand to that. But for right now, I have to perfect all these other steps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there besides mayonnaise? Uh, it's not too bad, but it, it seems like, I mean, I haven't done this yet, so I'm completely uh, naive to what making a mayonnaise is actually going to be like. But on page one that she says how to make a mayonnaise, the next page is how to fix a broken mayonnaise. Mm -hmm. You can split. Yeah. So the oh. first step on how to fix it is stop, take a deep breath. It <laughs> happens to everyone. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> So I have no idea what kind of hole I'm digging myself by trying to make my own mayonnaise before I go and make the Caesar salad dressing. It's going to be a bit of a learning experience, I have a feeling. You just have to whisk, whisk, whisk. Could you put it in a food processor? I think I've seen people make it that way on like cooking shows and stuff. Ah, you know, probably. She seems to be all by hand. I tend to get worked into the all by hand. Well, good thing your bad elbow is on your non-dominant arm. Yes. See, I was thinking of all that whisking would like, would not be good on the tendonitis I've got going on. So I was like, oh, don't hurt yourself. Use a food processor if you have to. We sound like three regular <laughs> broken people. <laughs> Well, we did just come out of the gym, so I got that top of mind. Well, yeah. I always joke with my kids that I work out so that I can cook in the kitchen <laughs> because all mm. this stuff is kneading dough. It is. It's muscle. Man, you got to you gotta work out for that. I always say it's so I can eat the stuff that comes out of the kitchen. And that's the other part, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things that when I used to make Caesar salad frequently was... Yes, do share. I started grilling the lettuce on a very, Ooh. very hot grill, like really hot. So it's quick. And it sears it partially. Okay. And then I put it back in the salad and it changed that flavor profile as well. So if you have Ooh. the time or... I tried to grill some radicchio yeah. and I thought it was delicious. My kids will forever refer to it as oh, yucky okay. salad. Oh, But I know I like that flavor mm -hmm. profile. Maybe this summer I can do something like yes, that over the yeah. fire. It's well worth it in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I, I like that sort of smoky fire touched flavor and I know you do Aaron for the listeners out there Aaron is amazing at 
cooking with fire and and um you know throughout this podcast you're going to find out more about what she gets into but we'll be testing her recipes i've got a fire pit in my backyard that uh my youngest son dug last year <laughs> and uh it wasn't a planned excavation it was uh <laughs> a kid with a shovel and a stick so now i have a fire pit in my backyard so that makes it really easy to practice and learn and cook more mm-hmm. with fire so mm-hmm. yeah and we will be there to watch as we drink yeah and we will eat everything mm-hmm. you cook sounds perfect yeah okay yeah. i'm interested in how to make mayonnaise I really like mayonnaise. And so I'm interested to see on how the flavor changes when you make it homemade, because it's one of those things, again, where we just buy it at the grocery store and we don't really have an appreciation for what it takes to make it and what it tastes like. Yes. And what's the shelf life of it? I'd be curious to know. The salad dressing I know can be kept for up to three days. Mm -hmm. I think you don't want to go more than three days for a mayo that sits in the fridge. Yeah, I think it's a pretty only make what you're going to use. Right. Okay. So. Uh, you might be getting Caesar salad dressing. Mm. So I know I'm making at least a cup of yes. mayonnaise. That is my youngest child's absolute favorite. I buy it in the bag. You know, the bag at the store oh, with yeah, the dressing, yeah, yeah. you squeeze onto it because he will eat like half that bag himself because he loves it so much. And it's quick and easy for me, especially if it's yeah. just me and the kids. Yes. I'm sure it tastes nothing like what you're going to make. Yours is going to be amazing. And then he'll never eat the bag salad again. <laughs> He will love it if he can try your homemade. So when you say that your your kids like it, it's something that we don't eat often as a vegetable. Oh, we do too. We eat a lot of it. My kids have been kind of adverse to salad, I think because they were in that things can't touch stage of life. But recently, because we've been isolated from family, one of the requests that my kids had was, mom, can you make grandma salad? Because it's something that my mom made. Okay. She makes salad frequently and hers is a different type of salad completely. But I was like, oh, you like salad? You want to eat salad? So (laughs) while my husband and I enjoy salad and we'll make salads for lunch frequently and we grow our own lettuce Mm -hmm. for our salad. Yeah. And they can be picky about the dressing. I think that's what it comes down to because chances are they like all the vegetables. That's true. It's whatever you put onto it is where they get picky. Yeah. Because my other won't eat coleslaw because he doesn't like the dressing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to playing with it because sometimes I also find when I make a Caesar salad, it can be too garlicky. Mm -hmm. Yes. And as much as I do like garlic, I'm not always the biggest fan of the over garlicky, just too strong and it's not the right flavor profile. And so I'm excited to have control over that now, maybe if I do this right and put that anchovy paste in there. And are you putting Parmesan in there too? Because that's going to be another salty profile, isn't that? Yes. So the one, two, three, four, five different things to put into your Caesar salad are Parmesan, anchovies, garlic that's been pounded with a pinch Mm -hmm. of salt, salt itself, and Worcestershire. 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 We knew that one would come up at some point. Worcestershire. Yeah, it's the Worcestershire yeah. sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sound out every damn letter for you. <laughs> so those are the different things that you can add in mm. for salt. So we know from our little bit of experience with Samin's recipes and instructions to start with less salt yeah. and then add in if you need to, because she tends to go heavy with the salt, which is kind of her thing. And that's sometimes it's really yummy. And sometimes it's like, woo much salt yes so that the way you just described it sounded like it could be like crazy amount of salt yeah so her base recipe has not much for salt in it okay add a little bit of each 
And then the recipe says, stop. It needs salt, right? More anchovy, more parm. Add some. Yeah. Taste again. Maybe now add a little bit more yeah. of this. So mm. she's kind of teaching you to go along and taste as you go and adjust it for what you want. Right? I'm hungry. Yeah. And will you make croutons? Yeah, I will. I've been saving my bread crust Ooh. so that I can make some croutons too. Oh my God. I love <laughs> homemade croutons. I, I could just like eat yeah. them by the handful. <laughs> They're so good. Yeah, I often save my bread ends and then I make her mm. crouton recipe and keep mm. it in the freezer so that anytime we have anything that I can sprinkle croutons on, I just grab it out of the freezer and just, you know, sprinkle it on my pastas or soup. Oh, so good on soup. Yeah. Mm. I also really love all of her pictures yes. in this book. I'm a very, I don't like reading a lot of words. I like seeing things right. visually in, in these little picture diagrams. It really helps me place where I'm at and kind of what I should be doing. She has a page in here about how to braise meat. And I think I've taken how many pictures yeah. of that <laughs> so that I have it when I'm camping. I've got it on my phone so I can remember what step yeah. I'm on. And uh, yeah, I love the, the pictures. So I'm going to learn how to make a Caesar salad from scratch. I'm also going to learn how to make a mayonnaise. Exciting. Yeah, it's going to be good. You've got to check out Samin Nasrat's cookbook, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Maybe support a local bookstore by purchasing it through them. Or tune in to the Netflix series by the same name. We know you'll love her cooking as much as we do. Welcome back to Three Kitchens. We're about to find out if Aaron's Caesar salad and homemade mayonnaise was a success. How'd it go, Aaron? So it was a success in the end. Caesar salad was produced. The road getting there was not as easy as... <laughs> the nice pretty picture in the cookbook <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> made it seem so the first step to making the caesar salad was that step back to making mayonnaise first so in the cookbook you have on the first page how to make a mayonnaise right next to it on the second page is how to fix a broken mayonnaise <laughs> there's a reason that it's there like that that's your first clue <laughs> when the oh no you've fucked this up you need to try it again is going to happen lots. It's written on the next page. So you know how to do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's how, you know, she's expecting you to have trouble with it and it's okay. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, when you go back through and you're in the middle of the third time that your mayonnaise is broken and you read all the nice little things that she's written, it makes you feel better. So to make the mayonnaise, you just take an egg yolk at room temperature and three quarters of a cup of oil. You have your bowl and your whisk and you are supposed to add oil a drop <laughs> at a time, whisking the whole time. Oh my God. <laughs> so she had this little thing on here about how to put your bowl on a towel on your counter so that when you're whisking, you don't have to hold the bowl so that you can put your oil in a drop at a time as you whisk with one hand and drip with the other. Uh, that would have been a great hack if it worked for me, but it didn't. So I devised my own hack where I put a towel in a bowl and then put a smaller bowl in that bowl and then put the big bowl on top of a wet cloth. And then my bowl stayed still. So I could oh whisk God. it vigorously <laughs> and drip my oil in without my chasing my bowl around or it tipping or tilting. So Oh, I see. Because both mm. your hands are busy at this point. You cannot hold that bowl. Right. <laughs> so it was really important to figure out how to do this. 
again, things that you can't learn unless you experience it fail and you just keep trying. So as I started adding this oil, I'm about two tablespoons in and it's going pretty good. It looks like a mayonnaise like substance somewhere in the middle of my third tablespoon. It goes from this semi-solid, you know, grease to all of a sudden it's like I'm whisking batter. It has no structure. All of a sudden it's this liquid in the bowl. It is the fastest transformation. It just all of a sudden happens. I can't really see the warning signs of it coming because it's like, oh, if you think it's going to break, you can do these things. (gasps) Did it break? Is that what it means? That's when you have a broken mayonnaise. You broke the mayo. I broke it. Didn't realize that that's what broken mayo was. So I spent a heck of a lot of time whisking this broken mayonnaise, which I've learned will get you nowhere in life. <laughs> because you're thinking that this is part of the process and it's going to come exactly. back together. Because I don't really yeah. know what's going on. You've never on. done this before, right? So, I've okay. never yeah. done this. I didn't watch a single YouTube video on it. I went into it only reading this book. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am. So I'm like, all right, I've whisked now for, Ooh, I think we're sitting at half an hour. Okay. Oh my word. Um, and, and just tell the listeners. So you were whisking this by hand. You were not using a hand. Yes. Whi- well, she has a picture of a whisk and I'm stubborn. And I thought, well, yes. if, if this professional chef can do it, then of course I can. Too. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time it broke. Oh no. Okay. Now I want to know what does it mean when a mayonnaise is broken what does that mean so I stopped whisking it and looked at it and it started to separate you could actually see the egg completely separate from the the oil and it looked really right yeah it kind of looked like barf I don't know what else to call it and that is not what you want in the kitchen and you definitely don't as you go to page two right next to page one of how to fix a broken mayonnaise uh her first advice is to stop take a deep breath it happens to everyone Then you need to go get a new bowl, but luckily you don't have to get any new ingredients, just a new bowl. So what I did was I put everything from my old bowl back into my measuring cup. I got a new bowl and it says, add half a teaspoon of the hottest water your tap can muster. What is the point of a new bowl? How is that going to change anything when your ingredients are the same? I have no idea. I put my faith in the hands of Samin. I'm baffled. I'm just baffled. Okay, go ahead. Okay, step three, using the same whisk. This seems important to use the same whisk, but not the same bowl. So you, in bold letters, start whisking like your life depends on it. Come on. (laughs) You you realize there are hand mixers for this, right? Like I'm just saying. And food processors. And stubbornness. Okay. All right. This is what Erin does and she's good at it. So, so I start whisking like a crazy lady Mm -hmm. and you add in your now broken mayonnaise. Okay. So drop by drop, you add it in, you keep whisking, you know, um, and one thing that I'm doing is my arm's getting tired. So I whisking and then I kind of let myself rest for a bit because my arm is getting tired. But your life depends on it. Apparently. <laughs> so I didn't take that advice very well. Your life is depending on it and you're taking a break. And I what took a freaking break. <laughs> so, 
this process goes on for a while. What, what do you mean? Did you keep, so um, every time you stopped, did it break again? So, so then it would break again. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. This isn't even, this like. Oh. This is why she said she needed to like unburden herself right. about the mayonnaise. And, and knowing Aaron, instead of giving up, she became more determined. I can just yes tell where her thought process was going here. And so finally, after, oh, I almost had all of it done. It, it I had whisked and oh, whisked. I cannot. It was almost all done. I can't listen. And then yeah. something distracted me, and I can't remember what oh, it was. No, and I no. put my whisk down. No, no, no. Oh no! It's like a horror flick. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching this terrifying movie. So I put the whisk down, and I realize right away. Oh my god! No, don't stop. And I go back at it, and uh, it breaks. Oh, oh shit. No. <laughs> Oh, I was disappointed. So I said, you know what? If I keep whisking, I'm going to lose an arm. And all I need to do is keep these things at the same temperature. I'm putting them in the fridge overnight and I'm walking away. This sounds like a logical decision. For the sanity of myself and for my arms, (laughs) I need to walk away (laughs) and reflect on everything I learned. Because when I started this process, (laughs) I didn't know what a broken mayonnaise looks like. I know what that looks like really good now. I can identify the fuck out of that. I'm not going to keep whisking it. <laughs> I now know what your life depends on me. <laughs> oh, my word. And so I learned all this and I slept over it and I got up in the morning. And for whatever reason, probably because my kids were a little bit terrified of me <laughs> from the night before, they were up at six out of bed, dressed, ready I think my youngest guy had an hour of free time before school started because he was like, get my jobs done. I'm getting (laughs) out of here because mom picked up her whisk again. Well, what did it look like in the morning? It looked the same as when it, it looked like the little container of barf. (laughs) I was hoping it had somehow miraculously like gelled and become this nice mayonnaise. itself. Yes. (laughs) Overnight with cooling and everything that it would have come together my fairy godmother did not visit that night (laughs) so I got up first thing in the morning and I told myself whisking like your life depends on it (laughs) means you don't put that whisk down so I got a new bowl and I started whisking and first time all came together look at that my mayo was done in like it was 20 minutes of whisking So you know what, if I didn't waste a lot of arm strength whisking and already broken mayonnaise, I would not have ended up hating this as much as I did on day one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now that it was all made, I stuck it into a jar, popped it in the fridge, and it just stayed like that until I went to go make my dressing. Nice. I I would have called this a fail. (laughs) Like 30 30 minutes into it. I I don't even know if I would have lasted 30 minutes. I would have been like, no, you know what? I'm going to go to the store, buy some mayo, and then I'm going to make that Caesar salad dressing. I'm with you, Sarah. I would not have done it. Good Mm -hmm. for you, Aaron, for sticking with it. Good for you. Oh, can I ask a quick question before you continue? Oh, please. What kind of oil did you use? Ah, good question. I used olive oil because that's what was called Mm. for in the recipe but it yeah. did have a very greenish color to it right you could taste the olive oil very much so if you mm-hmm. wanted to make a yeah. mayonnaise that you didn't want that strong oil flavor you can definitely use different oils like a grape okay. seed or yeah it all depends on 
what flavor are you looking for? I always buy olive oil mayonnaise. So I like that little bit of flavor of olive oil in there. So I was just curious what you ended up using. Yes. I like that olive oil mayonnaise as well, but it's definitely much more stronger and much more pronounced Mm. in the homemade Mm -hmm. mayonnaise. I bet. Yeah. So for a mayonnaise that you'd want to spread on something, you would further add lemon juice or water to thin it a bit. Uh, You can add salt to it at that point. And so you should add those things at the end if you're making a spreading mayonnaise. But the recipe for the Caesar salad specifically called for three quarters of a cup of stiff, basic mayonnaise. So you want it to be unsalted. So tell us about your dressing. I was seriously afraid of messing with my mayonnaise. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, oh my God, I put all this time into making it. What if it breaks in the middle of me making this dressing? Oh no. If it breaks, I break. That's that was my out. (laughs) I said, if this goes sideways, I'm gonna go reach my bottle of mayonnaise. Didn't happen. Yay. Did you say all this was for half a cup of mayo? Maybe a cup at most. So I had my stiff unsalted mayo. And I just had to add in all the different salts a little bit at a time by whisking again, because I'm really good at that now. (laughs) (laughs) The salts that I used were Parmesan. So you add it into the mixture as well as put it on your salad. Uh, You pound garlic with salt. You add just salt itself. Worcestershire sauce. Did I win that time? Worcestershire sauce? Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, just mumble it real quick and then you're you're pretty much good. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Yeah, just just kind of like Worcestershire. <laughs> you will learn going through this podcast how bad my pronunciation of everything is. <laughs> and then finally, you're supposed to add anchovies, which is why I wanted to make this recipe is because I had this memory of anchovy paste and the taste of it. I mean, you just whisked all this stuff in and you added some white wine vinegar and lemon juice and you just kept whisking Mm. it. And once you put in the base amount of ingredients that she called for in the recipe, you tasted it with a salad leaf and tried to choose what you wanted to adjust to it. So should it be saltier? Definitely. As soon as you taste it, you're like, oh, it needs more salt. But that's where you get to have fun. Do you want to add more anchovy paste? Do you want to add more salt just on its own? Do you want it to be more garlicky? You get to play with what salt you add. And then as you add the salt, you need to balance it out with more acid. And so you just kind of keep bouncing back and forth Mm -hmm, until you find what you like on your flavor palette. So you kind of get to really control all those flavors in your Caesar salad. So. Mm -hmm. So did you make a traditional sort of Caesar salad with romaine and like. Yeah. I'm croutons and mm -hmm. romaine croutons and uh, Parmesan cheese. And I made my own croutons, which was fun too. Mm, and I, yummy. I could have toasted them, I think a little bit longer. I think that's what's so good about a homemade crouton is that it's not hard. Yeah. Like a, it's not like a cracker. Yeah. Like those store-bought things that are hard as a rock, which I mean, are okay too. Like if you put them in soup or something, Yes. but if you want it on salad, I think it's nicer to have it. It's like toast. It's not hard. Right. It's not super dry. It's a bit buttery and like, yes, toasty. You want the outside crunch, but the inside to be kind of, it still sticks in your teeth and you have to chew yes, it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Outside crunch and inside a little softer, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I liked my breadcrumbs. Um, mm. My husband's response was, it was a Caesar salad. <laughs> oh, after all that work. 
Well, this is the thing. Like I, I get it. It was, it was a Caesar salad and I agree. It was, it was tasty. You guys had a little jar. What did you think about it? I thought it was delicious. And you're not just saying that because I've complained for the last 15 minutes. No, it was good. (laughs) No, it was really tasty. And even just tonight, because I didn't have the lettuce to make an actual salad. So just as I was making the kids dinner, I was dipping um, grape tomatoes in there and just eating it. And the kids had that with their supper. They were dipping tomatoes in there. Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> and you know, my, my younger one who sees salad is like his favorite thing. And even the older mm. one who is not as big a fan of salad, but he really, he does like Caesar. They both really loved it. They thought it was amazing. I like having it as just a dip. It is a really good dip. Actually. It was really good, but I think I'd like to do this again. I think I would like to, you would, you would like to make the mayo again. I would do the mayo again. Cause I know what the signs are now. I would okay, not waste okay. my time. I have to prove that I can one-up myself, Sarah. I've, oh I've my the- <laughs> Come on. She's competing with herself. Would you put the oil and the oh. egg yolk in the fridge oh. and, and get it to the same temperature that way? And maybe just... You know, that's what I'm kind of wondering. Because when I read her advice at the front and it says they just have to be at the same temperature, I wonder if a colder thing is yeah. easier to keep together. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I would like to make it in the summer again when we have fresh lettuce. Yeah. So when oh, I was at the okay. store today, I bought a pack of romaine seeds, have a chicken Caesar salad for dinner in the mm-hmm. summer. Yummy. That sounds so good. I will do it again. And then I won't do it again for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And I have so much appreciation, again, for things that people do by hand that we take for granted by oh. just buying it at the store. Yes. Or having a machine that does it, right? Or having the machine that does it. Yeah. It, I don't mind going through the hard struggles because then every time I pop open up my jar of mayonnaise, I'm like, this is incredible. <laughs> Even though I'm just spreading mayonnaise on bread and my family thinks I'm crazy, but you know, I have this newfound respect. Okay. Quick question. Would you make that Caesar salad dressing with store-bought mayo? Uh, I considered making the two side by side Mm. and seeing if you could tell which one was the homemade mayo and which one was the store-bought mayo oh you'd be able to tell so I have made that Caesar salad dressing before from her book yeah with store-bought mayo with store of course with store-bought mayo listen I think I was gonna go down her yes because you have told us that you have made mayo before so don't start but I have (laughs) things that you can plug in that do the work for you so does Erin instead of whisking yeah I know she does (laughs) you're right you're right that's not the excuse (laughs) the excuse is I have a different mentality than her so (laughs) I use them I will tell you that I personally will not be making mayonnaise after all this like you have just completely scared me away no no I really love the dressing but I would attempt to make it from a store-bought mayo I would not make mayo mayo. after this. Yours was stiffer than the one I made. Oh, I wanted to ask that because in the recipe, it indicated a stiff mayonnaise. Mm -hmm. And after all my issues with the mayonnaise, I was like, geez, I hope this is stiff. I don't know what a stiff mayonnaise is. If it's not stiff, it's broken in my, in my book. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a really fun learning experience. 
Oh, good. So I, and I'm really happy that I could share it with you guys and that you could join me on this journey so you don't have to take it on your own. (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciate it. That's it for this episode. Bye. And now for the fine print. You can find pictures and recipe links on Instagram and Facebook at Three Kitchens Podcast. Feel free to leave us a comment or a suggestion for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, if you like and subscribe, that helps more people find us. Aaron Caesar's salad is amazing. Yup.